This episode of Shifted, we are sitting down with Yvonne Munoz, an options counselor at the Gladney Center for Adoption. Now we work with Yvonne and we'll get into her professional role at Gladney a little bit, but mainly today we chat with her about being a teen mom. Welcome back to Shifted. Like Carrie said, we're talking with one of our co-workers, Yvonne Munoz. She found herself in an unplanned pregnancy when she was in high school. In this episode, she walks us through her parenting journey as a teen mom and how it shaped her life today. And now, here is our interview with Yvonne. So Yvonne, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. So I am Yvonne. I am an options counselor here at Gladney. And um, before that, I was a birth parent caseworker. Before that, I was an intern in the birth parent services department. Um, And before that, I was a volunteer here. On a personal note, I am divorced. I am a mom of two boys. They are 13 and 19 years old. I am the oldest of many children of nine children. I do things like photography on the side for fun. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Your youngest sibling is how old? I'm curious. 16. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't know you were a big sister. Younger than one of your sons. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. One question that we like to ask all of our guests on Shifted is when you were in high school, what did you think you wanted to be when you grew up? So I always felt in my soul that I would be a teacher. I mean, from my earliest memory of what did I want to be when I grew up was a teacher. And it remained that way, uh, probably into high school. And then somewhere in high school, I decided that I thought nursing would be a good fit for me. Um, And I still think that in another life it would be, but um, I got into college and had other experiences and my passions changed a little bit. So um, thought I wanted to be a teacher, then thought I wanted to be a nurse, and then realized I wanted to be a social worker, which if you would have told me that at any point in my adolescence, I would have thought you were insane. I would have never imagined. Where did you go to college? Tell us a little bit more about your educational background. I attempted college a few times throughout my adult life. Um, And third time's charm. So when I went back for the third time um, as an adult, that's when I really committed to it. I started off at a community college and um, did as much as I could there and then transferred over um, with a lot of credits because I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. So with a little bit of everything, uh, I transferred to UTA afterward and it was at UTA um, and actually a, a weird turn of events. I went to go plan my classes for the next semester, looked at my schedule and then thought, I hate all these classes. Like, I hate them. I don't want to do them. (laughs) And I I was really honest. I told my counselor that. And she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know, but I don't, I don't want all these math classes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And so she was like, well, what do you, what is it like that you feel what make you happy? And the first thing I said was, I want to help people in some way. And she was like, she didn't, I mean, I really didn't say much to her after that. And she was like, I'm going to send you over to see the social work counselor. And I was like, no, 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 don't send me there. Don't send me there. Like I'll do these classes. <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm, I'm going to send you over there. Just, just talk to her about, you know, maybe what classes you would take or um, what, options you would have for career um, with a social work degree. And I I was so upset. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm being sent to, I'm being cast out. I'm being, I was a psychology major at the time. And I really enjoyed my classes up to a certain point. And then I got really math and science-based and that just wasn't what I envisioned it being. So like when I walked to the opposite side of the campus to the social work uh, school and our school of social work and um, met with a counselor and told her like I was talking to my counselor on the other side she said to come talk to you because she thinks that I might be interested in this field I really don't think that I am but she said to come talk to you um, and the sweet lady who's probably heard this so many times before pulled out this packet of paper and it was just like sheets I mean it had to have been like five or six sheets and it was just like what can I do with a social work degree and I was like oh yeah I want to see that um and I was flipping through it and I was like there's no way there's no way you can do all these cool things with a social work degree and it was like work in a hospital um help children in schools um you know uh run a youth group or work at a church or um, it even said like help families with adoption or unplanned pregnancies. And there's just these keywords that I kept finding. And I was like, oh yeah, no, no, I would like to do that. I think I would. Um, but not wanting to change my major just yet. I just only would commit to like an intro to social work class. And I was like, I'll do, I'll take this. Cause I mean, if the worst case scenario, it can be an elective. And I took that class and it completely changed just my views of the field, um, forced me to go find an organization to go volunteer for, which is how I in turn found Gladney, um, and then literally fell in love and never looked back. In wanting to help someone, maybe I didn't even have the words for it, but in wanting to help someone, I realized it would be really meaningful if I could help someone who had experienced something that I'd experienced myself. And when I was 15, I learned that I was pregnant and um, having that unplanned pregnancy obviously impacted the rest of my life and changed my life forever. So when I thought, hey, I could help someone who might be experiencing this too, um, that just seemed so important to me and seemed like it would just be something that I would be passionate about. Um, I was intrigued, like I just couldn't ignore the fact that like, oh, I could possibly do this as a job. Like, how cool would that be? Um, so that is what initially sparked my attention. And then that led to other research of how do you help someone who's having an unplanned pregnancy or experiencing an unplanned pregnancy, um, which led to me doing research and I stumbled upon adoption. How did you find out you were pregnant? I don't, it was a long time ago. My son is 19 now, but I feel like I initially just felt different and sick and um, I was young and really didn't have regular periods at the time. And so it that having a missed period wasn't immediately the thing that made me suspect anything. It's just, I felt different. I felt sick. And then that worth was like, oh, when did I have my last period? Could I be? Um, but 
I was in denial for a while. I wasn't, I didn't immediately want to take a pregnancy test. I wanted to live in that state of blissful ignorance for a little bit longer. Um, so I just kind of decided to wait it out. I was like, I'll just wait. I'll feel better. This isn't, this isn't really happening. Um, and I was just your typical, your typical teen. Like, I don't think I, I didn't get in trouble ever. I got good grades. I was responsible. I was the big sister at home and my little sisters looked up to me and I, I never never did things I wasn't supposed to do. You know, there was people that would stay out late and sneak out. And I was just like, oh no, I can't do that. Um, so for the most part, you know, besides having this more serious relationship with my high school boyfriend at the time than I should have, I mean, in all other areas of my life, I was just your average boring teenager. So it was a shock. So when you found out you were pregnant, how did people react? Like your family, your your siblings, the boyfriend, your friends? Everybody was shocked, including myself. Yeah. <laughs> Why I was, I don't know. I just, teen pregnancy was something that happened to other people. It was never something that I even thought could happen to me. Why I thought that, I have no idea. Um, but I just didn't. I just didn't think that it would. So I was shocked. My um, At the time, my boyfriend was shocked. My my mom was shocked. Everybody was so surprised and, and never would have expected for me to become pregnant, um, that it was just this continuous shock and disappointment that all of my relatives um, expressed um, in myself too, because I knew that I was a role model to my sisters and I didn't want to let them down. I didn't want to let my mom down. Um, I'd let myself down. So it was just this very sad time where I was just, I felt like I was constantly disappointing everybody around me. So that was really hard. Did you have someone that you could lean on, like a support system? So, so my parents were divorced and my father wasn't really in my life that much growing up. So it was just my mother and she was, we always struggled. We were, we were a very, we were a very poor family. Um, I don't feel like I have to sugarcoat that or anything, but we did. We struggled and I knew that. I was very aware of that. Um, so, I mean, she was, yes, she was a great emotional support. But even at that time, I had this very, very um, clear understanding that my mother would not be able to help me financially with raising a child. Um, so she was a good emotional support after that initial shock and anger. I was the oldest, so there wasn't anyone my age I didn't really have any close, close friends at the time. We moved around a lot when I was a kid. So whereas other people had had these like childhood friends that they'd been friends with forever, I didn't have that. So um, no, I didn't. I didn't really. I had my boyfriend and that was kind of it. As my teachers learned about my pregnancy, the focus always immediately went to okay, so what are you going to do? How are you going to take care of the baby? Um, not once in any conversation that I had with anybody, not a family member, not a, um, not anybody who was at my school that worked there, um, no teacher, no social worker, no doctor, no medical professional, nobody. Nobody at any point in time ever offered any kind of insight as to these are your options or you, you have options. It was always just, 
okay, so you're going to have a baby. So these are the things that might help you take care of a baby or, you know, these are the things that might help you finish school while you have a baby. So never at any point in time in my pregnancy did I even know that there was any other option than just to carry on with my pregnancy and become a mom. When I think back to it, I'm just like, how did no one ever, ever just ask me like, do you want to be a mom? Are you able to be a mom? Can you be a mom? So yeah, that, that just knowing that that conversation was never had with me and knowing that in my profession that I can have those conversations with the woman who might be feeling what I felt, that brings me... I know. I want to come hug you. (laughs) I know. I'm just thinking about the students. We well, and you were capable. Like, look at your son. You're always so proud of him. I love following you. I think you're. I do. I think you're like such a like rad mom. You're really a great mom. But you were capable. But you know, you you have to think about other students, and and life is hard at that stage, especially when you don't have support. There was never any questions asked about how. I was feeling or maybe like how I was doing emotionally, there was always just this very big focus to take care of me physically. Um, Okay, you're pregnant. So now you need medical care. You need this. You're going to be a mom. So we need to get things in order for you. Or, you know, we need to help you get ready to become a mom. Um, There was just never any conversations really asking me how I felt or how I was doing otherwise. Um, And so at the time, I didn't know that that was important or that it was relevant. But looking back now, I I just, and having a teenage child, having two teenagers, um, I can't imagine not asking them those questions. I can't imagine not caring about how they would be coping otherwise. So um, it's just, it's really important to me to be able to offer that to someone who might not have that otherwise, who, who might not otherwise have that. It's really important to me to be able to have those conversations with a woman or a young girl um, who might not have the opportunity to have anyone else to talk to. So you've mentioned your two sons. What's your favorite part of being a mom? There's several different things that I think are is really special about being a mom and being a mom to them. But them being at the age that they are at now, I think that it has been so, or that it is so special and important um, to see them become like the little young adults that they are, to see them develop things that they're passionate about and that are important to them and setting goals for themselves. And so just seeing these little humans that I have taken care of since birth become these young men um that it's that's really that's rewarding that's that's really special to me what is the most challenging part about being a mom there are a lot of challenges i'll be really honest and at different stages of their childhood those challenges have been different and so i think when they're little you know there's more of like the physical challenges like oh i'm tired this is you know they're you know there's all these little needs that they have they need to be fed often and you kind of plan your day around caring for this little human um but the the challenges have have changed i looking back now those were the easy days caring for someone's emotional well-being and teaching them to be a good person and always being concerned about their their well-being their safety Um, how are others treating them are they being good to others letting them go out into the world knowing that the world is a scary place and that that everyone will look at them differently and and they are they are 
my my children are biracial. They're black and Hispanic. And so um, there's been a lot of hard conversations to have been had with them as of lately. And I know there will continue to be. So um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of challenging parts. But for the most part, sending them out into the world and trusting the world to be kind to them and them to others. Um, that is always on my mind and on my heart. As a teenager, what was your labor and delivery like? I had an interesting pregnancy. I actually went into preterm labor with my son when I was about 28 weeks. Um, They stopped it. And um, the goal, of course, was to keep me pregnant for as long as possible. However, after that point, even after I was able to go home from the hospital, I was on strict bed rest. So I actually had to do schoolwork um, remotely, which I say remotely because that's just the word that comes to my mind. However, in 2001, there was no such thing as remotely. So it was by paper. I would I had a teacher who would come out to my home once a week and deliver my schoolwork to me and review it with me. And I finished um, the school year out like that. So when I did go into labor, I think it was a relief that I finally delivered this baby safely and full term. My labor and delivery was fast and furious. He came quickly and so did the pain. <laughs> um, and, and recovery was hard. And so that was just um, a shock to me physically to have gone through something like that. And then also how to immediately get back into school mode and in mom mode. So there was, there was just this period of transition for me as I learned to um, take care of myself physically and then also this little human that was there with, with me. And so um, reality sunk in quick, reality hit, hit home quick. So it was, it was a surreal experience though. I would say even just seeing him for the first time, I knew I was his mom and I loved this little baby but I didn't feel like a mom because in my head, a mom was someone who was older. I took him to his first appointment when he was a week old. And I was so proud of myself. He gained a pound in a week and I was just nursing him and I was so proud of myself. And I was like, yes, I made this little person gain a whole pound. And um, Anyway, I went to the front desk and I said the word. I said, I need to schedule another appointment for my son. And I said it and I just was like, oh, I have a son, like I am a mom, I have a son. It's the first time that I'd ever said son in that way. And I was just, it still feels surreal to me. I still remember how I felt in that moment. And I was like, oh, this is so weird. I don't feel like a mom. I don't feel like it. I do, but I don't. It it took a long time to feel worthy of that title. That should be normalized, you know, that it might take a minute to feel like a mom. You have to live it and say it and yeah. do it. I still felt a lot of guilt. I didn't even realize that. I felt a lot of guilt. I still had this feeling that I had let people down. I didn't want to let anyone down again. Not my family, not my son, not myself. And so I was very, very mindful to just, to do well. Like, okay, this these are the cards that I was dealt. This is my life. I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to do well. I wasn't ready to be a mom, but I'm going to be the best mom that I can be with what I have. And so, but I'm still doing that 19 years later. Do you still make his doctor's appointments too? 
Absolutely yeah. not. No, <laughs> no, we have, we have, we have adulting. We, when he was about 16, we started, ha- and I jokingly started calling them adulting lessons. Um, but I'm serious. Cause I'm like, you need to know how to do things for yourself. You need to know. My goal is that all that I teach you will one day enable you to not need me. The whole goal of this, this journey is that one day that you will not need me and you will go out into the world and do great things and be a good person. And part of that is making your own doctor's appointments. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, you you have him. Do yes. you go back to high school? I do. So I have him. I am recovering. So I, I take a couple of weeks off. I go back. However, I redid my whole schedule. So um, I never really did any sports or extracurricular and so where as maybe some people would have that to fill up their schedule I didn't have that so I was just kind of redid my my graduation plan to just be like okay I need to finish um I don't need to take any extra classes but I'd like to make my day a little shorter if I could so I did go back to school I only went for half a day so came home at lunchtime and just was a student and a mama for the rest of the day did you have a job at this time? And, and where was your son while you went to school for a few hours a day? My mother was able to care for him during the morning hours. It worked with her work schedule and I was very thankful for that because the idea of having him in daycare was scary to me. That was probably the case for about a year. And then my schedule became different as I finished more classes in school. And as I got a job, my, my schedule changed. What did you do in high school? What was your job? I worked at a restaurant. I worked at Papacitos. I was Mm. a hostess. I didn't have to get a job right when I did. However, I wanted to be able to contribute financially to caring for my son. We were really blessed in that our parents were able to help us for that first year a lot. But I I did also think it was important to earn an income. So I worked there part-time um, and then I continued to work there even after I graduated for a little while. I was a hostess as well. Were you? For my first job. It was such a, it's a good first job. Yeah. You mentioned you had a boyfriend when you became pregnant and after you delivered, was he close by? Did he, uh, how involved was he? Was he like, did he go to your school? We did go to the same high school. However, we did not live nearby one another. We didn't have vehicles. We didn't have driver's licenses. Just because of the circumstances, you know, he wasn't able to see him as often, obviously. So we would um, visit his parents' home on the weekend so that grandparents and him, could, he could spend time with the, the baby. But um, it was because just for no other reason than just how what the circumstances were and parents worked and we were in school and he was an athlete and he had sports and commitments. And so we really um, just saw him on the weekends and saw his family on the weekends um, until I no longer lived at home. I mean, that was just the routine that it was. So I think he would have liked to have been involved more. I think his parents would have liked to have seen um, our son more, but it just wasn't possible with our schedules. And you mentioned briefly that you moved out. How old were you when you moved out? I was 17 when I moved out of my mother's home. So my boyfriend and I um, stayed together at his parents' home for a little while, long enough for us to finish up high school. And we moved out pretty soon after that. I mean, we both didn't want 
the financial responsibility to be our parents, um, nor were they in a position to do that. Um, so we got jobs and worked and got an apartment and that was an interesting time because we were just, you know, it was just such a, a immediate transition from being a child to being an adult with all the adult responsibilities. But that was really important to be able to to do that because um, I think I, I mentioned earlier, I was always really um, aware and mindful that this was my child and not not a grandparent's responsibility to to provide for this child. Um, I didn't want that for either of our parents. So I did move out really young. How long did y'all stay together? It was a very typical teenage romance. I mean, it was not easy. It was very up and down, on and off. It was not consistent. Um, and the only difference is that we just, we had a baby, which complicated it. So We stayed together for the most part, not consistently, through high school. Um, And we were together um, for a short while after. But as we finished high school and as we kind of entered into that new stage of being an adult and getting jobs and having these new responsibilities, it was very clear very quickly that we were not compatible for each other. We were on two different paths we had completely different interests for the sake of trying to provide some stability for him, probably stayed in that relationship longer than we would have. Um, but we did not stay together long after after we graduated. If we could be better as individuals apart than we were together, I wanted that for my son. I would rather him see two parents healthy and separate in different homes than to see an unhealthy relationship and have that be the example that he has for himself. Is there any advice you would give to young people who are in a similar situation? I have thought about this often because I wonder, what would I like to tell 16-year-old me? And, And different things come to mind, but I think the ones that stand out the most to me are to surround yourself with people that encourage you. I had one cousin who was, I think she's about 18 years older than me, but she was always someone that I looked up to growing up. But I just had this vision of her just like, she did it. She went to she went to school, she, she finished, she, and she didn't have a child, but she was just still a good role model for me. So I think just looking back, I would really encourage a girl that age to find someone who inspires her, encourages her. Or, and if you don't have that, looking for someone who can be. So maybe just having someone um, that encourages you to pursue things that are going to be um, helpful to you in the future. So I wish that I would have thought that I was worthy of pursuing other things for myself. I wish I would have gone for the better jobs, pursued school stronger from the beginning. But um, I just didn't I really didn't have anyone that encouraged me to do that. And so I think if you could find someone, whether that be a friend or a a family member, or maybe just someone that you connected with that you think, oh, like, hey, they're doing really good. And I I wonder what they did. Ask them. Because I would would never be offended if someone asked me like, hey, what did you do? Or what what plans did you have for yourself when you were my age? Um, So I just think finding someone that can offer just encouragement or support. 
Yvonne, your high school experience wasn't the typical experience of most high school students, but when you, you know, you spoke about going to college, what was your college experience like? That is a good question because as I became a mom, the timelines and the goals that I had to set for myself changed. They had to accommodate my new life as a mother. Um, And I wanted to go to college right after high school. um, And I briefly attempted to and very quickly realized that it was too much. I didn't have the time, um, the finances, um, the ability to commit to that and working and being a mom to a young child. Um, I tried a trade school later on, um, but realized that that really wasn't something that I think I wanted to do long-term. And so I told myself that I would work. I would become a little bit more financially stable, kind of get on my feet a little bit better. Maybe my son would be a little older and not need me in the same ways that he did when he was a toddler, just even if he could just be a preschooler and be a little bit more independent. Um, as daycare was a little bit more affordable, then that would free up some income to put towards school. So I didn't actually commit to finishing a bachelor's degree until I was probably in my um, like mid, late, mid twenties, maybe. I wanted to get my degree. I knew it was going to be a little longer for me than it would be for someone else. It didn't have any other responsibilities or, you know, didn't also have to work full time. So it took me seven years to finish a four-year degree. And I had to be okay with that because I I couldn't put too much pressure on myself to finish in the same timelines that other people did because my circumstances were different and my life was different. Um, I did not have the ability to just pursue school full-time. I always had to also work full-time and be a mom. And at the same time, I wanted my son to have normal childhood opportunities too. I wanted him to play sports. I wanted him to do things that were fun for him. So it looked different for me and it took a long, longer time than I would have preferred, but I made peace with that so that I could just focus on the end goal. And so I was older than your typical college graduate and I'm okay with that. I'm just thankful that I finished. That plan changed when I had my son. I knew that I still wanted to finish school. I still wanted to go to college. I had to change my plan so that I could also take care of my other responsibilities as well. Yvonne, I'm so happy that you're talking about how a lot of times students feel like they have to fit into this mold and finish school, you know, go to college right out of high school and and finish within four years and know exactly what they have to do or what they need to do or what they want to do. And you're talking about you chose a different path because of your circumstances. What would you say to someone who that four-year college mold doesn't fit with their circumstances? I think that's a great question because just that word in itself of mold, I mean, that's suggesting that you know, everybody can just go to college right out of high school, finish in four years, because that's what everyone, that's how long everyone assumes that it takes. Um, When really that is just probably not most people's reality. I mean, that is assuming that you can probably not work the whole time that you're in college, um, that you have the financial means to immediately start paying for that when you may not, your parents may not. Um, You may have other responsibilities, whether that be a child or maybe caring for a family member. That may not be what your life is allowing for at that time. 
you just might not be ready at that moment. And for myself, I didn't have the time to commit. I found out very quickly on my first field attempt. I mean, you need time to commit to your studies, to commit to your schoolwork. You need money to pay for these classes. Um, And I did not want to go to school before I was ready and struggle not do well in my classes. Um, I I didn't want to neglect my financial responsibilities. Um, I didn't want to um, have others caring for my son um, when I felt that it was important that I spend that time with him. So I think that it's really important to know that it can be a goal, but it can look different for you. It doesn't have to be four years. It doesn't have to be right when you finish high school. You can take a breather. You can take a break. Um, you can. It's okay to work. It's okay to gain some life experience um, doing something. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do things. I think that's such a personal choice and it's so dependent on your specific situation and your, your home life and what your family um, looks like at that time. And so um, I would say to set goals for yourself and to allow yourself to give yourself realistic expectations. I use that word so much um, in my professional life and my personal life. It's just realistic expectations. I did not set realistic expectations for myself and I let myself down all the time when in reality, I should have shown myself grace. If I only showed myself the grace that I showed others, I, I would have been... Um, a much happier um, person <laughs> in my 20s. But I just didn't know that. And really when I just came to this point where I was like, okay, I'll just do it part-time and I'll do it part-time for as long as I can. And I'll just go one semester at a time. It was a, it was a much easier after that point because just not having that pressure on myself or rushing myself and allowing myself to do things on the time frame that worked for me was just, it was freeing. Comparison is the thief of joy. There will always be someone who is doing something and making it look easier um, or better, but you're, you cannot compare yourself. So very personal journey, but set goals and be okay with doing it in a slower time frame if you need that. Comparison is the thief of joy. I'm going to write that down. Maybe tattoo it on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mention paying for classes? Any advice on the financial aspect of of doing college as a, as a young mom? Sure. You know, that's a, that's a good question. And that's such a big factor in planning. I mean, in anyone planning to go to college is how am I going to pay for it? Um, and what you're probably not thinking at that age is how long am I going to be paying for it after? But, um, I, I would encourage anyone, especially if there is anything in your life um, that maybe is a, a, a challenge to you attending school. There's probably a scholarship for that. There's probably a grant for that. So I would say um, pursue all the grants, all the grants. Um, apply for all the scholarships, even the ones that you think that you're not going to get. Um, any opportunity to have any kind of um, just a financial boost to help you pay for those those classes. So whatever that is, whether it be an athletic or academic um, scholarship, whether it's just digging for the grants that might be there, um, again, connect yourself to to someone who maybe knows more about that area than you do um, and just seeking um, guidance. That's just seeking guidance. That should be a theme in all things in life is to seek guidance from someone who has done it or who knows more than yourself. I think that's really important. 
Vaughn, thank you so much for coming. I loved hearing your story and I loved how it affected your career choice and how it, it got you to Gladney's. Would you consider coming back and talking to us again? I would love to. Yes. I'm so thankful for y'all having me today. Thank you, Yvonne. Wow. I knew Yvonne as a fantastic and very hands-on mom, but I didn't know much about her start to motherhood. She should really be proud of herself. And her boys should be proud of her too. What a strong and brave woman. And knowing her backstory, I now understand why she is so passionate about her role at Gladney and helping other young women understand their options. I know. Think about it. Things could have been much different for her if she didn't want to get out of that math class and how she went to go speak with her school counselor. Right. She was able to use a personal experience in order to find a passion and a profession. And remember, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you know someone who is experiencing something similar to Yvonne, we encourage you to share this episode with them. Be sure to check out the show notes for additional resources and links discussed today. Bye. Bye. Bye.